Welcome to Her Story Sessions. I'm Brittany, a woman on a mission to learn more about women throughout history and to share it all with you. If you like the show, be sure to follow me. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Her Story Session and can be emailed at herstorysessionspodcast at gmail.com. A few weeks ago, I covered the three Greek maiden goddesses of Olympian status. Well, there are three more goddesses that are part of the original 12 Olympians, so I'm going to cover those today. These are the goddesses Hera, Demeter, and Aphrodite. First off is the queen of gods, Hera. As the wife of Zeus, she is a major figure in Greek mythology. She's the goddess of marriage, family, women, and childbirth, and she's usually portrayed as a majestic woman wearing a crown and holding a scepter, often on a throne. Sometimes there's a peacock, lion, cow, or cuckoo nearby, these being her sacred animals. She's also sometimes shown with a pomegranate, which is a symbol of fertility. She's known for being wrathful and jealous, mostly towards her husband's lovers or their illegitimate offspring. She's the third daughter of the Titans, Kronos and Rhea, and like her older sisters Hestia and Demeter and the siblings to follow, she was swallowed by Cronus until Zeus tricked him into regurgitating them all. After the Titans were defeated and the Olympian gods took control, Zeus proposed to Hestia, but she declined. So he decided to use her love of animals to trick her into getting close. He summoned a terrible thunderstorm and transformed himself into a cuckoo bird. When Hestia came across the tiny bird in the storm, she picked it up and held it close to her chest. After she did this, Zeus transformed back into himself and held her. This convinced her to say yes. Many Greek islands claim to have been the site of their wedding ceremony, as this would have been a great honor, and they held their own yearly festivals and ceremonies in celebration. The Greeks also sought her blessing for their marriages through prayer to her. Hera had several children, most with Zeus, the most famous being Ares, the god of war, and Athena's male counterpart, although he represented more of the violent, physical side of war, while Athena was about the strategy of battle. Speaking of Athena, when Athena was born by springing forth from Zeus's forehead, Hera became jealous that he had a child by himself, so she decided she would do the same. She bore Hephaestus, the god of blacksmithing. According to Homer, though, he was born lame, and so Hera threw him off of Mount Olympus down to Earth. Later writers would say that Zeus was the one to throw him down after he protected Hera from Zeus and that his lameness was a result of the fall. Hera also plays a major part in the Trojan War in the Iliad, being one of the three goddesses that argue which should be declared the fairest and get the golden apple. When Paris said he couldn't decide, they all bribed him, and he then decides to award it to Aphrodite. The angry Hera then sides with the Greeks and against the Trojans, with Athena joining her. She comes up with many schemes with the other gods throughout the war, wanting to bring about the downfall of Troy. After Zeus declares that the gods should not interfere in the mortal war, she tricks Zeus, seducing him with Aphrodite's help and then into a deep sleep with the help of Hypnos, the god of sleep. Hera even plots with Athena to harm her son Ares, who was helping the Trojans to get him out of the war so that the Greeks could drive back the Trojans. Her wrath and vengefulness were more often directed at the women and children of Zeus's affairs, though. Once, she tried to catch Zeus, but Zeus, knowing that he w- she was coming, changed his mortal mistress, Io, into a cow to hide her before Hera showed up. Hera was not fooled, though, and insisted that Zeus must have gotten the cow as a gift for her. She then tasked the 100-eyed Argos to guard over her. But Zeus had Hermes lull the monster to sleep and slay him and set Io free. 
In honor of Argos, Hera set his eyes into the tail of her favorite bird, the peacock. In another affair story, it is Heracles, whose name ironically means the glory of Hera, that she takes her wrath out on. When Zeus learns that alchemy was pregnant, he announces that on a specific date, a child will be born that will rule all those around him. Hera makes him swear an oath to it. When the date comes, she visited Stephanolus, the son of Perseus, and his pregnant wife that was due in two months. Hera, the goddess of childbirth, made it happen that day, and then visited Alchemy and delayed Heracles' birth. This now meant that Eurystheus, not Heracles, would become the prophesied ruler. But Hera did not stop there. When Heracles was just an infant, she sent two snakes into his crib to kill him. But the next morning, Heracles was found happily waving around the snakes, which he had strangled. When he grew up, Hera is the one that caused his madness that made him kill his family, and the twelve labors of Heracles was his penance for that, which Hera helped the king decide on, with them both hoping those attempts would get him killed. Hera's older sister Demeter isn't quite so wrathful. Demeter is the second born of Kronos and Rhea and the goddess of the harvest and agriculture, overseeing grains and cereals and the fertility of the earth. She's usually shown as a matronly woman, sometimes with harvest items like fruit or grain, and sometimes also shown with her daughter Persephone. Because the food was so heavily relied upon on these grain harvests, Demeter was worshipped widely and incurring her wrath was something the Greeks very much wanted to avoid. Several cults were formed in her name to honor her and to show her gratitude. One of these cults was known as Thesmophoria, which worshipped both Demeter and her daughter Persephone, and only consisted of women. Men were completely forbidden from attending, and them even seeing or hearing about it was frowned upon. The members of this cult kept their ceremonies and activities very secret, and so what was exactly happening is unknown, but there is some evidence that they sacrificed pigs and buried them along with cakes and bread shaped like phalluses and snakes. Demeter had several consorts over time and several children. When she was young, she fell in love with a mortal named Iajon. At the wedding of Cadmus, the first king of Thebes, and Harmonia, the goddess of harmony, Demeter seduced him away from the festivities, and they lay together in a plowed field. When they returned, Demeter had mud on her back, which Zeus saw and became angry and jealous, and struck Aegean down with a bolt of lightning. But Demeter had become pregnant, and the twins Plutos, the god of wealth, and Philomelus, the god of agriculture and husbandry. Her brother Poseidon also pursued her. When she tried to avoid him and get away by transforming into her ancient form, which was a mare, Poseidon just transformed himself into a stallion in order to mate with her. She had several children with him, one being Despina, the goddess of mysteries. The other is Arion, a divine horse with a gift of speech. The most known child is Persephone, daughter of Zeus, who married Hades and became queen of the underworld. Persephone was known as Kor, the goddess of spring, before that happened, though. Demeter and Persephone were very close and spent a lot of time together, and in many places were worshipped together. When Hades fell in love with Persephone, Demeter would not bless their marriage because she felt that her daughter, who was a beacon of light to her, should not be surrounded by the dead. But Zeus had already promised Hades that he could marry one of his daughters, and Hades had chosen her. So the two brothers came up with a plan to snatch Persephone while she was separated from her mother. Some stories say that she was abducted unwillingly, Others say that Hades confessed his feelings for her and she accepted his proposal, going willingly with him. Either way, Demeter returned to find her daughter gone without a trace. 
Demeter was devastated and vowed to search for her day and night, never to rest, for sleep wouldn't bring Persephone back. During her travel and disguised as an old woman, she came to the palace of the king of West Attica and asked for a place to stay. He agrees, but asks her to nurse his two sons, Demophon and Triptolemus. Now that she finally had a chance to rest, she wanted to repay the king and decided to make his sons immortal. In secret, she began with one, covering Demophon in ambrosia and then placing him in the hearth where his mortal self would be burned away. But then the queen, his mother, walked in and screamed, thinking her son dead. Demeter pulled him from the fire before the process was complete and he remained mortal. She decided to instead show her gratitude by teaching Triptolemus the secrets of agriculture, which he would in turn teach the people of the kingdom. This was the Greek origin story of how humans learned how to plant, grow, and harvest grain. After she left the palace, Hecate, god of magic and spells, told her that the titan and the all-seeing sun god, Helios, had seen what had happened when Persephone went missing. So she went and talked to him, finally learning what Zeus and Hades had done. While she had been searching for her daughter, Demeter had abandoned her duties and the seasons stopped. Crops failed, flowers and all other plant life was dying off, and the Greek people began to starve. They prayed to Zeus, who pleaded with Demeter to return to her duties, but she refused until her daughter was returned to her. So Zeus had no choice and sent the messenger god Hermes to retrieve her. Hades agreed to return her so long as she had not eaten anything while in the underworld, but she had eaten a few pomegranate seeds while there, and so was bound to the underworld now. Demeter was furious and told Zeus that if her daughter was not returned, she would make sure all life went extinct. So they reached a deal and Persephone would spend part of the year in the underworld with Hades and the other part with her mother. This resulted in the change of the seasons, with winter being the time Persephone is with Hades and spring and summer with Demeter. The last goddess for today has a rather different birth story from Hera and Demeter. The story is that when Kronos castrated his father Uranus, the primordial god of the sky, he threw the genitals into the sea near Cyprus, and Aphrodite rose from the sea foam, nude but fully grown, and the most beautiful being anyone has ever seen. She's the goddess of love and beauty, usually portrayed as a beautiful woman that is nude, sometimes with one of her attributes, which are a magical girdle, a shell, a dove, a sparrow, roses, and myrtles. The people of Paphos on the island of Cyprus especially worshipped her, being close to the area of the sea where she was born. She was also the patron goddess of sex workers. Aphrodite's power and charms were so great that not even the gods could resist her, with the exception of the three virgin goddesses Hestia, Artemis, and Athena. When she arrived at Olympus, she inadvertently caused chaos as all the gods fought over her. One story says that Zeus hurriedly married her off to Hephaestus, Hera's son, to stop the fighting. Another says that Hephaestus trapped his mother in a gold throne until she agreed to give him Aphrodite's hand in marriage. Of course, she didn't have essay either way and never planned on staying faithful to him. One of her most famous affairs is with Ares. But Hephaestus found out and built a trap into the bed so that the next time they slept together, they were caught up in a golden net. The sun god Helios shone so brightly on them that all the other Olympians could see, disgracing them both. Hephaestus only agreed to free them both after Poseidon, who took pity on them, paid for their release. After that, Ares fled to Thrace and Aphrodite back to Cyprus. Still, she had as many as eight children with him, one being Eros, the god of lust and desire. 
Poseidon became one of her lovers, too, after he fell in love with her after seeing her naked while he paid to free her and Ares. She would have at least one daughter named Rhode with him. She also had children with the gods Hermes and Dionysus. She also took plenty of human lovers. Once, she found a baby boy under a myrrh tree. She named him Adonis and took him to Persephone in the underworld and asked her to look after him. When she returned for him, she discovered that he had grown up to be handsome and she fell in love with him. But Persephone didn't want to give him back and the two argued. Zeus stepped in and decided that Adonis would spend four months with Persephone, four with Aphrodite, and four however he chose. He chose to spend it with Aphrodite. Then one day while Adonis was hunting, he was wounded by a wild boar and bled to death in Aphrodite's arms, and her grief caused anemones to sprout wherever his blood fell. The boar had been sent by Ares, who was jealous that Aphrodite had spending so much time with Adonis. She did move on, though. Disguising herself as a princess, she seduced the Trojan prince Anchises. Afterwards, she revealed herself and promised him that he would have a noble son from her, but that he could not boast of their affair to anyone. But he couldn't help himself and did just that. Zeus struck him blind for it, and he was unable to ever see his demigod son Aeneas, who later fights in the Trojan War. Aphrodite's bribe to Paris to have him declare her the fairest was what started the Trojan War in the first place, since she promised him Helen of Troy as a wife. But she was already married to the king of Sparta, and when they took her, war broke out. Aphrodite sided with the Trojans and actively took part. When Paris foolishly challenged the king of Sparta to a one-on-one -on -one duel, Aphrodite stepped in and rescued him. She disguised herself as an old woman to visit with Helen and to persuade her to sleep with Paris, reminding her of his athletic ability and handsomeness. But Helen sees through her disguise and chides her. Aphrodite quickly reminds Helen that if she vexes her, Aphrodite can just as easily punish her as much as she has already favored her. Later, Aphrodite charges into battle to save her son Ionus from the Greek hero Diomedes, but Diomedes nicks her wrist with his spear in the process. She returns to Olympus, where Zeus reminds her that her specialty is love, not war. But she again returns to the rescue, this time for her favorite lover, Ares, after he is injured, thanks to Hera scheming to get him out of the battle. There are plenty more myths and stories surrounding these goddesses, as well as the variations of the ones I just told. The lore of the Olympian pantheon is fascinating enough that it still holds our attention today. I thoroughly enjoyed researching these goddesses and comparing the original myths to the digital comic called Lore Olympus that I'm currently reading and I'm slightly obsessed with. And it just goes to show, good stories can last not just through centuries, but millennia. That's all for today, and thank you for attending this first story session.